0: We are back on the Naisha and Friends podcast, and today I have a friend slash family member with me. Um, I'm going to go ahead and introduce him. So you guys, a lot of you may know who he is already, just based off of, hey, he the man. But <laughs> I'm going to do, uh, let you know who he is to me. So trusted Rico, aka Luther, to me, because I'm not used to calling you Rico. You realize that, right?
1: I, I do notice that because it's a certain like line where people, you knew me exactly where I was trying to become Rico, and some people only know me as Rico, and you know Luther, the guy transitioning to become Rico, and you know trusted Rico. So it was like five different people you know. <laughs> Legit <laughs> five different is people.
0: the best. That's the best. And I mean, at the end of the day, we met, me and Luther, Rico, met in um, college, Tennessee, the Tennessee State University of 2006 is when I came which you were already he was already there um, but we met through a friend of mine and a friend of his and I mean we literally became family and I don't know if it was the college like the, like you said the transition that we were making in life that made the friendship so real and strong or what because we had some times we had some Luther some real
1: legendary moments moments.
0: some legendary moments like I cannot even man we could go on and on but it was just like real stuff going on like broke college student stuff balling college student stuff like man man, them were the days though We, we really connected in a way because when I met this man what stood out to me so much was his loyalty and his dedication to his people like if Luther fooled with you, he fooled with you. And, and there's like nothing that he will not do for you. No depths that he will not go to to make sure that you're straight. And I always admired that about you. I mean, I sat around and watched, you know, you evolve into this amazing person. I also always knew you would be successful um, just based off the hustler mentality that you had even then,
1: appreciate that
0: you know like if we didn't if we didn't have it Luther we got to it to get it and it was
1: just
0: it was it was a beautiful like thing um but we met in college and like I said we just we just connected and have been family ever since like literally I mean like sleeping on sleeping on the floor together (laughs) like real parties real connections, like having real conversations, high
1: as hell. Man. And I'm I'm learning is, them sometimes was the realest, best conversations, because we really was broke, college students, teenagers going to grown people, trying to figure out life and navigate being in a new city. It was crazy. It
0: was crazy. Man. Because... Rico is from Milwaukee. Now, me, I'm from a small town. So for me, it was almost culture shock to experience him and his homeboys and like all of our group of friends. Like everybody was from different areas. And y'all, when I tell y'all, Memphis, Atlanta, Milwaukee, small town us, like we had a ball. We really matched together so well. It was crazy.
1: But and that was the crazy. Is, thing. I think- I think Go that we just. I don't want to cut you off, but I think that was the crazy thing. Also, in that moment, is that we all came from different walks of life, and we also all mesh well together. Because, like you said, we had the same common goal: yes. live good, eat good. That's what's crazy about. Man, me.
0: we sat around so much talking about just cars, eating good, what we was gonna do. You know what I'm saying? And I think I inboxed you the other day and was like, "Dude, we came a long way. Like everybody did." Seriously. We was real live like, like you said, kids out there but Luther now has transitioned into Trusted Rico and y'all when I tell you a goat. Like people look at this man as a goat because of the things that he's accomplished. Um, Like I said, he was always a hustler but he went from a sneaker store in his hometown to multiple locations and more to come but we'll talk about that later. Um, and he does real estate, he does cars, I mean, just real, you know, real-life hustler mentality. So, I'm really hoping that, you know, you can listen to this podcast and learn something for your own life and for your own self Um, because if it's a gem to be dropped, he got it. If you go follow his page, 5 o'clock in the morning, this man is up posting stories that are dropping Real gems, like telling you, giving you a blueprint on what to do and how to do it, and it, you know, he's not gatekeeping this information, so that's admirable as well. But I think that's a good
1: thing about. I think that's a good thing. I'm I'm keep interrupting you, my fault. But I think that's a good thing about your podcast is that people on this podcast who know and love you and know and love me knew before. Even before I even had everything I got now, I still was trying to help people and not gatekeep. So you're right, though. That I'm no, nice. always,
0: Luther. Right. I mean, you just back in the day, like you said, if it was something to come up on, we was coming up together. Yeah, we would sit in that room and make that happen for everybody. You remember the what was that phone? You remember that phone I had and that was Helio, what's that Helio? The Helio,
1: who the even Helio. had
0: them? <laughs> We used to have the Helio jumping with the with the moves, you know? It, it's just, it's crazy. It's an amazing time, though. But, um, so, Luther, this is my icebreaker question for you, okay? Okay, let's hear it. And this is going to teach somebody something out there about themselves, I hope, or it's going to make them realize, like, dang, I should be doing this. So, Luther, when you think about a product that you could sell for the rest of your life that will make you wealthy, or that will make you rich, or I mean literally like, you know, generational income. What products would you consider?
1: I, I, I think I got to give you my honest, honest answer, but I got to kind of deviate a little bit from the question a little bit. What I would okay. sell is I would sell some type of membership. Mm-hmm. Some type of subscription fee. If you could find a way to make 5 to $10 per person per month and have a card information, that is so valuable nowadays. Like, That is like worth like a million dollars having fifteen hundred credit card numbers because people nowadays in the world we live in, they'll give you monthly money before they come spend money with you in one day. And then also the monthly money occurs so well that the banks and the loan people, they're giving more loans and more um, business lines of credit to people who have subscriptions because that is a proven business model that works. Like Netflix loses, they lost $2 billion last year, but they still got people to invest in their company because they got the members and every month they running millions of dollars worth of credit card numbers and them people are not going to just leave Netflix tomorrow. So if I could choose anything, in which I'm really changing my business models right now, is I could, if I could do anything or do anything for 24 seven or stopped everything and did one thing, it would be find a way to sell a certain membership, like gym memberships work. Some food boxes work. Those um, those makeup boxes. Anything I can sell, where I get your information and I can run your card every month, that time I get rich. And that's a well. That's a way anybody can be wealthy.
0: Yeah, and you know what? That's a good point because if you think about it, I mean, in my life lifetime, I've paid for ain't no telling how many memberships, and it depends on the products because, like you said, Netflix, right? In my head, I have to have Netflix. It's not a question. I'm gonna pay for it. Because I have to have it. Or Apple Music. You know Ooh. what I'm saying? So they once, once you member have in their mind like, no, I need this product, they're going to pay you monthly for it.
1: Correct. No. A thousand that's percent good. correct. Thousand
0: I like percent. that. I like that. Memberships. Um, and so, um, you know, we're going to talk about your trusted brand a little bit. Um, first of all, how did you come up with the name Trusted Kicks?
1: Okay, that's a good one. Trusted Kicks, I'm going to have to say, it really was a conversation between me in my head, really, and the team, Mark, Beeswive, Quasi, Huff, uh, Big Butter, you know, I really was just bringing names to them like uh, Trusted Kicks, Twisted Kicks. I knew that I had to have kicks in it, like nice kicks and things of those days back in the day when they were really big brands. And I knew that if I wanted to sell stuff online, because it's crazy to think about this, I was doing this 12 years ago, and I vividly remember you could not go to Footlocker.com and order a shoe. All they had was a store locator on their website like people didn't have online stores to sell sneakers it was mainly an in-store thing so when i went online i'm like damn it's the internet internet been around but i don't want people to think that it's just some guy selling shoes because people aren't really buying stuff online so i said you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna name it something that you can't deny it's trusted you ain't got to worry about it because it's trusting the first thing you see and then it's kicks so if i was selling anything computers shirts keychains phone cases they sell trusted and they saw kicks So was able to fall under that umbrella and what i'm learning is that honestly was one of the most beautiful things about the brand was that people was able to know that they could trust the brand know that they can come in down and buy kicks and when they seen the other stuff it all kind of fell under the same umbrella so the trusted kicks name came from me in nashville 13 years ago coming up with names built the website myself online with the help of this guy from craigslist who helped me build it then i kind of like took over from what he was doing and then what I'm learning is that trusted kicks name is really ringing bells nowadays. Like it really ring bells.
0: You do not understand how important your business name Man, is.
1: You're
0: right. I have something that's so long lasting and so, like you said, falls under an umbrella. It doesn't put you in one category. So that's always something to think about. Um, but you did mention website, and I know you started off like shipping shoes out to people, correct?
1: Correct. Correct. I think a good thing to, for your viewership to hear is um, I'm, I'm, I'm teaching a couple gems right now is when I was in the beginning and it was just me, you knew I had the website, my friends knew, but what I really tried to portray was that it was bigger than what it was. So I would never say I got some shoes. We got a new load of shoes. Or I'd be in my, my office working at Allstate when I was working there. And I'd take a picture of the big printer like, we need to go get some more ink for this printer or the labels we printing. When I really was just printing two or three labels off the printer, but the stack of labels when I was printing something from like a claim or something, it looked like it was a whole bunch of labels that was shipping out. So people trusted the brand name because they seen on the Instagram that I was hash orders going out. And I learned, honestly, years ago, thank God for the Internet, is that if you keep posting on Instagram, people believe you. Like, if you, if you stay consistent and post for, like, five, six years, they say, no, bro ain't lying. He, he no. been going crazy. Yeah. Like, bro been going crazy, you know? So, it's definitely, um, it's definitely, like you said, it was one of those things where the name was so important, and then I put the, there we go, I put the work behind the name. There you Once go. Once I put the work behind the name,
0: yeah. that, was,
1: that was easy for me to, um, to figure out exactly, you know, people was like, okay, it's trusted, it's kicks, and they nonstop working, you know? And people like that. People admire that
0: two gems that you always preach that have always stood out in my head, and I've passed those on to so many people, is first of all, how important the internet is. Um, and social media and a web like these things, people don't see it, but these things are very, very important. And you were one of the people who I knew first that used the internet for what you used it for, and that's to build your business, and not to just show what he is doing or, you know what I'm saying, see, see what you want to time. Um, because I can remember, man, the internet is free promotion. Y'all crazy. You can man, you can reach right. so many people on the internet, and it's, I mean, it's free.
1: And so it's crazy because it's you're, right. you're right.
0: I remember you saying that, though. That's what's crazy.
1: <laughs> and I think now, when I think back to that time period, that I think if everybody would have gotten on the internet then and started Brands. Everybody would be, you know, maybe not everybody, but we would have all been a lot further. But I think back then, like you said, we used the internet for so many different things, Mm -hmm. like you know, upload digital photos or anything, you know, versus what we we could have been. But now I'm learning too. Now people using it for negative, like they using it for business and they use it for this. Because
0: we because back in the day, I don't know if you remember, this is before. First of all, y'all remember when Facebook was only for college students? Man,
1: yeah, we that old. Yeah, we
0: that old. Instagram was only for iPhones. Come on now, like y'all. Okay, so during that time, we would use the internet to communicate because even though we had cell phones, that wasn't as I guess it was as a I don't know maybe it was, because I can remember us being like, hey, where you at? Because I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up. You know what I'm saying? Like that was us, it. Yeah, we
1: used to communicate. That was it. That's all we used it for.
0: We used it to communicate because before photos were even on, or it was a profile picture, you could post like a picture.
1: No, you're right. It's crazy to think that, but you're right. That's yeah. You
0: when we look back, that's crazy. Um, but one other gem that you always and I, I always try to preach this on people too, or teach this for people, um, because I feel like this is something that you did. Use something that you're passionate with and make money Life doing that. You always constantly used to say that, and I see that in you now, and that's built. It's it's grown. You know what I'm saying? Because shoes was your thing. Always has been brands were your thing always has been And Man, so you, you're right so you use you're that right. to make money um and then continue to grow your business from that and go into other avenues so you know those are just two things that i definitely learned for you was utilize the internet right. and make your into your money so you're right boy you've you been, right. you been dropping gyms for a long time my guy
1: I'm learning. It's just me, just like you said, just trying to help everybody. I'm just the guy just to make sure everybody know what they're doing. And I think also, too, like you said, is I think the good thing about it is um, if you um look back at the gems I dropped, a lot of people like me, you, Eric, all our friends, we really was dropping gems on each other about a whole bunch of stuff. I was just the one, like you said, really on the Internet, like hawking the Internet. Like, no, yeah. we got to be online. we got to be online.
0: Correct. I- like, if we say something, you will be the person that would research that for three days.
1: I'm still I'm that like, person. That's we person. Over
0: computer, like, we're we laughing, cutting up, doing whatever. You over there, like, on it, tap, tap, tapping. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, researching, right, right. like, doing the work, doing the studying to assure that, you know, we put it into into the works. So, that that's a, I'm telling you, but social media is such a big part of your platform um how would you encourage other people to use social media i know you just said like as long as you um post on instagram people are gonna believe you you know all that kind of stuff but like i said i see you get up at five o'clock in the morning posting the stories on instagram back to back to back long stories see you there typing all that out first of all i'm
1: typing all that out the good thing about social media is i learned to use it like my journal So I'm on there typing like crazy and that stuff I'm really saying to myself. But like you said, it's information that people could use. And I think also in that moment when I'm talking on Instagram and and five o'clock in the morning, I think I'll reach a certain demographic of people because that's the time you really can be up by yourself thinking, you know, you don't got people beating down your line. You don't got kids breathing down your throat. You ain't making breakfast. So I think I can reach people. It's, It's a it's a. Good time because by the time like five o'clock come on in social media or ten, we looking at so and so did this and we looking at highlights of last night. But in the five o'clock point in the morning, the people who really view my stories are really getting the true, authentic me. And sometimes, like to be the craziest part is I'll have a whole rant and yeah. I swear to God I'll delete it. Like nah, delete. I'm tripping. I'm am wrong. Leah, like I shouldn't be
0: like that. <laughs> yeah, time.
1: exactly. Yeah, like that. That might not be for the public.
0: Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Because be for- you know what, I find myself second guessing. Things a lot of times like stuff that I'm about to post or even like this podcast like there are so many times and that's why it's naisha and Friends because there are times that I'll sit here and think about something and then I will like try to record a whole episode about it and I will second guess myself on it because I'll be like that ain't nothing nobody even want to hear that you know what I'm saying it's crazy, right? or like ain't that crazy but I feel like how we're doing it now or how I do it with other people it it makes the content more important, if that makes sense. Because it's a conversation. It's not me just talking to myself or feeling like I'm talking to myself. You're because right, in the though. morning and, when you get up and you're ready to write a story, like, how are you motivated? Like, do you come up, like, I'm going to say this in the morning. Or, like, how do, you, how do you find motivation behind those posts?
1: And you know what's so crazy? Because the people always ask me that. I swear to God, my mind is always moving. And I think it's kind of like now it's got to a point now, like you said, I've been obsessed about it, honestly. But now it's like to the point where I can see, like, I can change my life. I can change my friends' lives. You know, like if I get on Instagram and really, like you said, tell people, no, you need to go ahead and make a Shopify. It's Christmas time coming up. You need to have a website. And then I see somebody in public and they run into me like, no, bro, I made that website. Or a good one was a better example. They'd be like, no, bro, you talking about selling pools. I start selling pools. I made $15,000 that summer. Mm. I missed that money. You know, then the next time they'd be like, I can't do it right now. I missed that money. I said, yeah. I was like, you strike while the iron was hot, you know. And I learned that if I don't put it in the atmosphere, if I don't say it, a lot of people won't know it. It might be common knowledge to me because I'm always in, in the know of things. But if I don't put it out to the masses, then nobody will know. And also what I'm learning, like you said before, is I always was looking to help. So now when I'm, when I'm really looking to help, I'm really trying to put money in people's pockets. Like, I'm talking to customers like, listen, bro. You need to drop your brand. Stop telling me about your brand. Don't come here every day telling me you want to be a stylist, bro. Be a stylist, make a brand. Do both of them. Put them in your bio. Live every day that you a stylist. Don't come in here and tell me what you gonna do. You know, and I I think when people need to hear that from me, because I'm not sure how we're gonna take the language on this podcast, but I'm a real nigga for real. You know, like I be real in every situation, you know. Like I tell I tell you straight to your face, like, no, bro, you don't need to leave your girl. Your girl is everything you got. You leave your girl, you ain't gonna be nobody, you ain't gonna have nothing. You know what I'm saying? I can just be real with them, and sometimes. My real, honestly, could be wrong or false or could be overblown, but sometimes people just need to hear it from somebody who really could keep it 100% honest with them instead of somebody who's going to sugarcoat it. You know, like, I ain't going to be one of those people to tell you, like, no, bro, you just go get your your L.C. I'm going to be like, bro, did you make one shirt? Like, don't tell me about no L.C. if you ain't making that one shirt.
0: Right, like, right, yeah, I, like no bro. I, I, what I, you got a business name for if you ain't got no product? Come
1: like, on now, you know. But people be so focused on so many different things in the world we live in now. They really I just don't yes, real.
0: I have to tell people all the time. You're too worried about your packaging. Worry about this or that. Like, sell a product first, then get the money for your packaging. Stop trying to like they be so like, or it's like a hairstylist, right. You can't even really do hair, but you got aprons with your logo on it. Like, girl, work on your hair skills first. You know what I'm saying? Like, there are things that are more important in business than the look of it sometimes. And I think fail to, like, understand that or see that. Like, they, they jump too quickly trying to be, like, the next brand or the next business when sometimes you have to, you know, take your time with it. And I'm not saying don't do it. Do it. But like you said, some people need more encouragement sometimes to do the right thing versus the timeline being all out of whack, you know?
1: hmm You're but right. Y'all though.
0: listen. So his stories and stuff um on Instagram, Facebook, wherever are so good. Like sometimes they're like so detailed to where I would be thinking, like, dang, I need to be doing that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think you posted it was like, hey. This is the time to have a website. Like, people are buying stuff right now. This is shopping season. It's Christmas time. Like, get these folks money. And that's a very good, valid point. People don't understand how important it is. Like, people are looking for gifts. Find you some items that you know are good gifts and sell them on a website.
1: Yeah, you're right. And I think it's, sometimes people not saying that, they doing it. But if more people said it, then other people would do it too. You know yeah. what I'm
0: saying? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because, like, it's you people out talk, there plotting just like me. you not telling nobody.
0: You talk about your mom, and I remember her, and I remember how, man, structured, detailed, um, dynamic. Um, I'm just trying to think of the best words to explain just her. Like, she was just, she was, like, a power force. Like she, she
1: still is. You're right.
0: She would make everybody move around, like, uh-uh, what y'all doing? Come on.
1: And and I think the good thing about moms is, because I like to tell a lot of people, because it it all started with her, you know, start with the parents. When I was being raised, my mama was a principal, a special education teacher. So, like, I used to be, and I think now it's just what really molded me. I used to be pissed because the kids be like, bro, when you come outside, I'm like, bro, my mama got me here doing this math test. It ain't even school time. Like, what did she got me doing all this math for? <laughs> learning about stocks and bonds, stuff that I didn't care mm. about then. That's what I'm learning now. I'm older now. I didn't care she about it then. She was
0: laying them bricks for you. That what?
1: Was- she wasn't going. Moms was not. She was not going. She wasn't caring about what I was talking about. And even, like, I was telling people, like, you know, people be like, no, nah, bro, I know your mama, uh, like, your, your mama snicker hair. Your mama know about shoes. I'm like, listen, bro, my mama never bought me a pair of Jordans. But yeah. that really got me to this point, cause I had to work for it. I had to go save, and then I went out and bought them. Then I learned how to trade them. If my mama was just buying these shoes back in the day, it probably would never be no trusted kicks.
0: Oh, yeah. oh, that's oh god, oh my god, that's scary. That's scary, oh that, but
1: that's the truth, though. No yeah, mom, the, parenting,
0: yeah. the parenting and you know what what they taught us but we're not going to stop there because what we teach ours is even more important we have more tools now to assure like your mom was a unicorn then mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying because everybody's parents weren't teaching them correctly and i'm you know i'm down in any type of parenting but i'm saying like Things like that. Like you just said, your mom taught you to buy the shoes and to even think of trading stuff back then. You know what I'm saying?
1: Mom was on it. She was on it. To the like, point where I understand now she just wasn't buying it. Like, yes. you really got to break it down. Like, she wasn't going to buy it. So she was like, no, nah, you going to figure it out. I'm like, dang. Like, <laughs> okay.
0: Like, she telling me, you, you like, now nah, you got to go get it
1: man yeah and then like it was to the point where now i could just look at life and like you said like I mean, we're not judging nobody parents, parenting we just different parenting styles like i'm looking at people that i know that parents was buying them every pair of shoes come out and they'd be like yeah bro like i'm trying to get my mom to give me them 11s for christmas i'm like bro you 35 like you what? still hoping your mama used you to 11s for christmas but in, in their family they exchange gifts and all that so i'm not judging them i just know where i was from my mama was never buying me nothing like if i got something for christmas the, a thesaurus electronic dictionary, Spanish to English. Like, my mama never went out and was like, I'm going to get you the n 64 She would look at me like, you want that? You better cut grass. You better go rake the leaves. You mm-hmm. better go with your stepdaddy and figure it out. And then when you come back with the money, I might have some money on it. Then yeah. by the time I came back, I was like, you got some money on it? And she'd be like, I got half. I'd be like, oh, you should have been said that. But she wouldn't <laughs> tell me that in the beginning because that would have hindered my work ethic, you know? So, like yeah. you said, moms is the goat, you know? Moms yeah, it really is.
0: is. She, she was, I mean, I just, I'm telling you, I remember her calling you and you putting her on speakerphone. She didn't even know it. You. She used to be on you. Like, on you. Like, wait, what A-7. are you about? No, you need to do this. Like, she, she directed you through life in a very great way.
1: Man, and it's crazy to think that in that moment, I resented it. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I really was being upset, like, sitting there at the table, like, and I'm learning, being a kid, I'll be like, you know what? I got to finish this fast so I can go outside. And then my mama will come back and be like, no, nah, how'd you get this? And I'll be like, "My, I finished it. I got all the answers. She was like, I know you didn't cheat because you don't got the answer key. Where's your work? I'm telling her, like, if I show my work, it's going to take me quicker to go outside, longer to go outside. I did it. The answer's right. Let me go outside. And then finally, she figured it out, like, oh, okay you figuring it out now. Okay, you're going to work efficiently. You're going to work fast. You're going to get the work done just so you can go have enjoyment. And I didn't know as a kid, as a normal kid, that you like, go outside. Have all the fun you want. But you never knew to work for that, you know. So now anything I want, like I got to work for it, even in the today's world, being 36 years old, even in college when we was in college. Like if we needed anything, like you said, it wasn't like, oh, uh, like oh man, we're going to sit here and wallow about to be sad. No, we're going to devise a plan. We're going to execute the plan, and we're going to figure out if we're going to have the money to keep the lights on or not. You know, so you're right. My was my definitely was the leading force in that, the whole Chester Rico world.
0: Because now, okay, so you, but but in the end, you changed her life. Am I right or wrong?
1: Man, in in the end, I've changed her life. If I paid it back, paid it for it. What I did for moms was I taught her how to start an eBay business, an eBay store. She actually was one of my first, I would say, consulting businesses or consulting jobs because my mom was basically, I understand what she was saying. She was in retirement. She wanted to make some extra funds. She didn't want to work hard, and she didn't want to go back to work. And I was kind of explaining to her, like, no, I'm like, you already like thrifting and goodwill like I do. You know there's people that buy this stuff online. And she used to be like, uh, I'm not going to be bothered with that uh, too much. Until finally I set her down like, listen, you want to make some real money? The money's on the Internet. The money's on eBay. Trust me three four years ago she really got focused on it and she really would just you know how parents are call me every day like what boxes do I need what bags do I need I would send her some stuff tell her the companies to hit up to get certain poly bags and certain labels she needed and then what she did where I'm learning how it works with consulting work, is she found what worked for her and then tweaked it to her life so she started buying leather goods leather purses coach. And the good thing about that type of stuff is my mom was on the forefront four years ago before like True Religion came back a couple months ago. She'd been buying True Religion purses because they was five ten dollars at the Goodwill. And my mom was just smart enough to have an eBay with like 4,000 products on it. So she don't need to refill it as much. And she might sell two, three items a day, but residually over the years, she might clear $70,000 in profit. And what I'm learning is that was really because my mom listened to me because I told her, gave her the exact, exact um, layout on what to do, and then she took it and made it what for her. Because I was going to the vintage buying shirts and, and jeans, and she couldn't really relate to that. You know what I'm saying?
0: Again, so, mm. a passion into her money. Exactly.
1: exactly. She's,
0: into, she's into leather goods. like That's what she's into. I think that's so inspiring because, again, like we just said, she taught you so much, and then you turned around and taught her your way to do things. And then she tweaked it. I mean, Hey, that's dope. That is super, super, super dope. I love that. I love that for you and her. Because I know you was like, yeah, mama, I changed it for you, didn't it? Like, I got you some extra income just based off of that.
1: And what I'm learning, too, is just being a little transparent, is that sometimes as our parents get older and we get older, it's really gonna be on us to take care of. And I didn't really notice that, you know, like, until I got older. Like, hold up. Okay, I'm 36. Mom's 60 plus. Pop, 70. In 10, 15 years, they're going to be, like, needing my help a lot. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I can either teach her now, and then she can still make some money in her retirement, have some money saved, or I'm going to be always having to provide from her. And I know my mama. She got all her stuff figured out. She ain't trying to have nobody, nobody help her <laughs> pay for anything.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then, like you said, those become those old people who... You know, they're so miserable in life and just, you know, sick and, oh, my God. And it's, it's crazy. You're right, though. We really are. Like, that should be a motivation for all of us because we're getting older. They're getting older. We got to take care of them because guess what they did? They took care of us at some point. So it's important to understand that, you know, you're going to revert back to that and have to, at some point, take care of them. But. And I think basically right taught her something too like you taught her something to do
1: and you know how family is some family don't listen other family when they see your mom doing it they want you to teach them what i'm learning is you got to be a teachable person you know like some of my family they didn't get past what you mean i gotta go to goodwill i'm, I'm supposed to put used clothes in my house i'm like yeah like that's how we make the money like that's like no that's too much for me i'm like all right, like okay, that that's, that didn't work for you, you know, and it's not gonna work for everybody. But like you said, for me, just to pay it forward with my mom and help her, especially as much as she taught me, and to be transparent, my mom don't need no help. She a financial planner. She got right. her money. She got her money figured out. But what right. I'm learning is just to give her another stream of income was like, you know, like sending her to college for another year. You know what I'm saying? So, And now she rants the raise to her friends like, I can't believe my friends talking about going working at Walmart to be a greeter. I could never do nothing like that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Because, yeah, because she don't have to because she got the eBay and she got the knowledge on exactly what to do. And she really cornered her market, honestly. Like, she taught me things. Like, she's the one that taught me, like, she don't never go thrifting in Atlanta because Atlanta goodwills are overran by people who thrift. She got to wait till she go back to Wisconsin because there's not a lot of people that thrift in Wisconsin. You know, so she she basically teaching me things. And I, I think like you said, that's a, one thing I got to say that you definitely touched on. You're right. My mama was very important. Very important in my life.
0: Yes, they are. They're very important mm. Um, because, yeah, parenting is important. And then again, we reap what we sow from our children. So it's important that we teach them. Um You talked about location being important. Um, So do you feel like certain items i mean you you pretty much just already touched on it but to keep going on that so you feel like certain items are found more in certain locations
1: i would say the world we live in now because we can fast forward as we live in 2023 everybody's selling on the internet poshmark macari Grail. it's so many platforms and you got a lot more people who doing it. Like it's a lot more my moms around. Honestly, you know what I'm saying? Like you got 50, 60 year old people, and you got 20 year olds who dropping out of college to sell thrift 24/7. You know, so it's a it's a competitive world. Okay, uh, yeah, it's a competitive world. So you really gotta watch out for who's doing what. And like you said, different areas. What that means is, if you come to Texas, it's just so it's so simple. It's like people don't ever think about it, but I just figured it out. When I come to Texas, I can buy any fur coat I want. Like, it's like, you go anywhere fur coats or, like,
0: Texas, right?
1: they, like, 90% off. You know what I'm saying? Like, you go it to the Goodwill, is. they got a whole section. It's, like, 50 fur jackets, you know. And then when I take them all the way up to Wisconsin, and you get the right mother or auntie, she's like, this is this 100% rabbit. I'm like, yeah. She's like, this is really warm. Like, this is a real fur jacket. This is a real animal. And I'm trying to explain to her, like, maybe somebody from Wisconsin or Connecticut moved to Texas. They didn't need it no more. They just donated it. You see what I'm saying? And then when it gets to my hands, I'm smart enough to take it right back to where it's cold at and resell it there. So it's definitely about the uh, buying certain things in certain places. And I also like to say sometimes you don't have to go as far. You know, when I was in Milwaukee, I used to go to Chicago because they had all the Chicago Bulls stuff. And I would put it online. They had plenty of Chicago Bulls stuff because it's Chicago. And then you have a sneakerhead in South Dakota. He can't get a Chicago Bulls hoodie, mm. you know, because there's nobody selling the Chicago Bulls hoodies. They are $90 online. And if I got a couple of users for 15, he wants something to match his Jordan's. He going to buy it, you know? So it's definitely a demographic a location. Based. Everything you do in the business is location, even down to real estate. But sometimes if you learn how to um, learn what's good in certain markets, you'll be able to make money just off. Not nah, I don't want to say the word praying, but just off providing the product that people in that area want, but they can't get.
0: There we go. Yeah. Yeah, that mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense. The fur coat analogy was a good one. Good job. I love that one. That was, that was really good because you're like, no, you get them in Texas. It's hot in Texas, but the people in Milwaukee want those same products. That's crazy. That's a that's so little.
1: My wife so, got two, three fur coats right now off, off Houston. I mean, off Houston or Austin. Like, she get fur coats. So she up have, in New York.
0: Right?
1: Yeah, she in New York. Yeah, you know, they love fur jackets they up here. They love
0: there. fur coats. Yeah, they love fur coats. Okay, and then, so, since we're talking about location and areas still, What is it, like, what's your deciding factor on where to take your business next? Like, and I'm not talking about, I'm talking about trusted, too, but I'm also talking about real estate. I'm talking about vehicles. Like, how do you decide, like, oh, no, this will be better here, or, like, where does the trusted kicks need to be? Like, what's next? You know what I'm saying? Like, where am I going next? How do you decide that?
1: That's a two-part answer, and I'm going to give you the, the right answer. The first thing with the cars, what I learned with the cars is, Cars are cool in certain cities. Y'all didn't really figure that out till I moved to Nashville and down down to Tennessee. I'ma throw you in there, Rutherford. Down there, y'all driving Grand Marquises, Caprices, Bubbles. And yeah. we was in Milwaukee trying to drive Coupes, you know, and I was, yeah. I was just looking at it like, how could you not love this Camaro? When I grew up loving the Camaro, and then it'd be a dude on Facebook, marketing my Facebook. On Craigslist, like, I don't want this Camaro, bro. This is my girl car. She left it here. Give me $800. i am like, what? Take it up to Milwaukee. Sell it for 2500 you know? So I definitely learned that with the vehicles, you need to go to where the vehicles are needed and when they're cool. Like, down here in Texas, there's no need for all-wheel drive vehicles because they don't have snow. They don't have it. You know what I'm saying? So nobody's overpaying for all-wheel drive. If you go to Milwaukee and your truck don't got all-wheel drive, you're going to be stuck somewhere in a ditch, and you got a brand-new Escalade. But since you didn't get the all-wheel drive one, you stuck there. you know? So it's certain things and factors that play into the car game because those two different things with the sneaker thing, definitely play into where you need to take the car. Oh, you got a Hemi? Okay, yeah, down in Texas, they love Hemis. They like to race. Oh, you got a drop-top convertible? Can't nobody in Milwaukee do nothing with no convertible for two months? It ain't even hot enough to even have a, the top down. You're still going to be cold. So that's the that's the, that's the the market with the cars. I just try to, uh, I look at the cars kind of like the houses. Like they work in certain places and you only got to sell them once. That's okay. the key to those things. But the, also the key is with the trusted brand, what I'm learning, because this is a good conversation point, because I, I haven't talked about this yet, is that I did something that was beautiful marketing. I closed the stores down in May, May 1st and said that you had to become a member, me trying to sell the memberships, to shop with me. What I learned in that moment was two or three things. The first thing is people will pay a membership for cheap stuff, like Sam's Club at Costco. Okay. second thing I learned is people needed trusted kicks. See, I didn't know I was needed. Like I am a necessity to a city, meaning that in Houston, if I'm not putting out five to $7,000 a day and buying stuff, those people who coming down to get the money, They don't have nowhere else to take their product because nobody else is putting out as much cash as me. So, like, you even get people coming in like, listen, bro, you not buying today? That means my lights ain't going to be paid. You see what I'm saying? Like, I put more. and, And the third thing I learned, too, is that I put more money on the streets than like Foot Locker or Nike and Jordan because they taking money from the streets. Nothing wrong with that. They selling stuff to the streets. But at least I replenish the money where you could come bring the stuff to me and I will buy it or give you trade. and, And what I'm learning also is it makes me sustainable. Like a lady came into the shop when I reopened it. Like Rico, I've been waiting on you to open. I got three garbage bags of clothes. I don't even want them. I just know if I give them the Goodwill, they're going to go to somebody else. If I give them the Trusted, I'm going to see the people who going to pick them up. They're going to get them for free. I'm like, okay, you're right. Trusted is a place where it's a marketplace. You can come sell your shoes, sell your clothes, trade on your MacBook, get your kid a MacBook, get an iPad. You might not have no money in your bank account, but you can leave with a fresh fit because you're going to go to your closet and come down with some used clothes and used shoes and get a brand-new shirt or a used shirt or brand-new shoes. So I learned in that moment that Trusted – to answer your location question, I really need to be in every major city. That is just a, a conversation point I was having with my accountants, uh, my financial planner, is that I only wanted five stores at first. I think now I need 30 stores like Phoenix, Nashville, Atlanta, you can even do smaller cities. Like if I want to, I could pick up Louisville, Chattanooga. And what I'm learning is from having these businesses is if I go to these smaller markets, I will go there and really take over because I just got to bring the stuff from the bigger markets there. Mm-hmm. And that's why people in those areas can't compete. Like when I opened in Dallas, I don't want to say can't compete. It I, it was a shock to the people in Dallas because they like, bro, how did you come with all this heat for cheap? And I'm like, what? I got it from my Houston store, you know, or I got it from Milwaukee. So I didn't, I didn't really have to come in and um, do like a regular, um, a normal one store a person opening one store. We need uh, another thing to open a sneaker store and, Nashville, you're going to need 150 pair of shoes. You're going to need an Instagram, people to find out about you. It's going to be a learning curve. For me, I already got the business model. I already got the shoes. People know about me. I could show up in Nashville, homecoming. Like, yeah, our store's open, homecoming weekend. I'll probably sell out, make $100,000 that weekend, you know? So, Yeah. yeah, you're right. Trusted is needed everywhere. What I'm learning, just from a business standpoint, is I got to become the CEO. And that's where I've been the last, like, let's say two weeks, honestly, three weeks, that instead of moving to Dallas... I'm gonna go. I've been in Dallas two, three weeks, be here another two, three weeks. And then I'm just gonna let Aaron run it, hire another person to work my shift. And then I'm gonna move on to New York and Milwaukee and finish my real estate license because I finished my real estate class. So I'm gonna start being a realtor soon. And Good then job. I'm going a-
0: That's dope.
1: Yeah, don't, I figure, you know. Don't I, just
0: throw that in there like that. No, that's dope.
1: Yeah, that's really the first time I ever told somebody. You know, people know, but, you know, I haven't really put it out there like that because I wanted to pass the test, but I kind of opened the dollar store first after I passed the class and stuff. So I'm going to take that test next month. I just want to focus on the real estate, opening the stores in different cities, and then when I open them, really just leaving them and letting them be their own environments and their own communities. You know, that's what I'm learning. Another thing, too, about the location is, I got to go places where they can build communities like no offense to these places because I probably need to go see them. But I feel like if I showed up in North Dakota, South Dakota, um, Kingston, Jamaica, it will be kind of hard to me because I don't really relate to those people as much. I'm not sure if I haven't been there, but, you know, I don't relate to them culturally wise. But if I showed up in uh, Monterey, California, they'll love me in Monterey, California. You know, because I got shoes, clothes. I got cars. I'm cool. And so
0: you again, know. I'm going to tell you what you're bringing different. You said it. What you're bringing that's different to the shoe, um, the urban wear game, and designer even, because you even carry designer stuff. Game is not only do you sell these products, but you trade them or you buy them from people. Like you said, if you go into a shoe store here in Nashville, I can only think of one in my head right now. That you can go and trade something in, or they're gonna buy something from you. The rest of them, you're just going in to spend money. Correct. So that's a game changer. That is a game changer. And I love that you said marketplace, marketplaces are important. Again, a brand that falls under an umbrella. That's so important to have different products.
1: It is. If somebody
0: comes in to get some shoes, you want them to be like, nah, dang, I want that outfit too, because it goes with the shoes. Or I'm gonna wear that together. So, very good point. I love that because product is important. Uh, I also preach that and teach that to my people. Like, yeah, okay, you offer a service, but you have to have some type of product to offer. Literally. That goes got with to.
1: the service. You got to, literally. And it's scary to think that some people may look at that advice that you're giving them and think that you know you teaching them like you know i i don't want to say that people don't got to figure it out because sometimes i feel like i got to figure it out but sometimes people don't take advice as easy but that one little piece of advice could really change their whole business because if you a service-based business you getting services and then you throw a product in there you really can open up a whole different level of um streams of income and i was just learning listening to podcasts like this one and talking to other people that. If you have a business, you can create seven streams of income in that one business. You don't got to start seven businesses to have seven streams. Man, I, products I, and everything. I say
0: this to my stylist, family members, and friends all the time. If you do hair, there's no reason for you not to have a hair oil, a edge control, a right. something that goes with what you do. Like There's no reason. It's only bringing you extra money, and it's bringing you consistent money because if your product is good, then your customers are coming back for it. You know what I'm saying?
1: Correct. You're a thousand percent correct. Thousand percent correct.
0: That I, I love that. Okay. So we talked about different locations. Um, But how, okay. Because, and you said it, like, you got to go to another city in a few weeks. How do you manage to be at so many places at, I feel like, the same time? Like, I know your phone never stops ringing Luther.
1: I can tell you the truth, because this is the one thing I'm learning as I'm watching my friends and everything, life go on. I'm blessed right now that it's just me and I don't have any kids. Cause if I had kids, that would give me a responsibility. Like I watch my friends, they can't, they wish that they can run with me to New York real quick mm-hmm. and they can make money if they go, but they got their son's basketball game and they ain't gonna never choose something over their son's basketball game. And I would be the same way if I was a parent. You know, I would I wouldn't let trusted overtake what I gotta do for my kids, but I was just blessed that trusted is my kid, so that if I need to be in Dallas tomorrow or in New York tomorrow I, other than the you know let, let my wife know I'm about to go or speaking with her I really don't have any type of um, any anything nah, I don't have any type of responsibilities there we go yeah so my, and my only responsibility is the shop and then I really focus on honestly I really try to focus on, because you said being everywhere. I really try to focus on providing a service to wherever I'm going. Like if I'm going somewhere, like you said, it's not like I'm gonna go there and go pop fifty bottles and go kick it with some models. Like I'm really going there to make some money, figure out a way to to grow the business. So I think that that's another thing too about when I travel, I'm making it a purpose a purposeful trip. So I think that's definitely. Um, what people need to do, like if, even if I'm going somewhere, my wife—we about to go to uh, Niagara Falls. That's a good one. I'm pulling over at the Goodwill. I'm trying. Oh, I see a Nike outlet. I'm getting off the freeway, and, and I think that's just. I think that just goes you into give your
0: life more freely because you don't have as many responsibilities as other people.
1: And when the responsibilities come, I won't be able to live as free. Just just transparent. You know, I when, when I get the kids, like right now I got to go, not got to, but right now I'm going to be moving to New York to go live with my wife full time. You know, it, it's, it's more stuff I got to do in life. But 10 years ago when I was just ripping and running and running and ripping, I didn't really have nothing. Nobody's stopping me. Nobody telling me not to go nowhere. And when I went places, I made sure I made a good use of it. So I think it was always like people were like, oh yeah, I seen you in Miami. I was like, yeah, I was a sneaker con. It was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. How was it? You know, so I think, um, yeah, I think just standing from that standpoint is that when I do travel, I go places, I ingratiate myself in the neighborhoods. I don't just try to go and go to sneaker stores. I try to go to all the clubs, the food, the restaurants, you know what I'm saying, the daiquiri shops, just so I can get a, a feel of the city. And I'm learning too that back in Nashville, honestly, that's when I really got the travel, but. You know, when we used to go to homecomings, and not with the homecomings, but different classics, Uh it really, yeah, it really got me like, hold up, I love Memphis people, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm in Memphis, like, I like Memphis, you know, I could do Memphis, you know what I'm saying? So And then I learned, too, like, I can't live there, but I like being there, you know what I'm saying? Like I can go visit. People yeah. Do
0: get that confused, like, yeah. oh, I love this city, I'm gonna move to this city, and it's just that's just two completely different things.
1: Exactly, like, exactly. It's,
0: it's, like put yourself in a in a position to be able to travel to that city when you want to, but yeah, living there is different. Um, I think that's dope. That's so dope. But you're right, no responsibilities, you out there living your life. I'm so proud of you. Congratulations on you know getting married and everything just evolving your life. I just think that you know that's super dope because where you see your life like within the, in the next five years or even within the next year is so important, but True. I, I want to throw in here. You've done a great job on building the right teams for your locations. And I can tell, I can tell that based off of your post, because you're always like, no, if it wasn't for trusted so-and-so, you know, this would move how it does. For so, real, That's admirable too, but that just lets you know that people respect you being the face of trusted but then also, you know, getting them in there at the same time and making them part of the brand and not just an employee.
1: Correct, correct. And because I think I, love, also,
0: I remember when you first, I was like, I love that everybody's name on Instagram is like trusted so-and-so. Like that was just so interesting to me. I don't know. I was like, dang, that is just so dope how he did that or how they they're doing that. Like it makes them a part of the brand.
1: And that's what I think too. I learned that just from having a story. 10 years and having employees that you want people that buy in. hmm Yeah. You want people to buy because if they not buying in, then they don't really give an F about you. They don't give a really F about the store. They don't really give an F about making no money.
0: Cause their passion ain't your passion. That's your business. So they're you're passionate about it, but you want them to be passionate about it too, because they're getting something from it.
1: Exactly. And I think also I think too, good people, you really gotta be. You really gotta be patient with good people. Like I, I know some jobs will fire you have to be in late twice and some jobs will be like, oh no, your grandma's sick, you about to go home or you gotta you gotta quit and we'll rehire re- you when you get back. I'm just super flexible. And sometimes that's to my je- detriment, honestly. But it works out for my my employees, like you can come in and be like, No, bro, I'm gonna go my dog's sick, like bro, go take care of your dog. Like, why are you here telling me about your dog? Your dog is family. Uh, you love right. your dog. You know like, what I'm saying? Like you don't you only to come in and tell morals. me that.
0: Morals, morals in the workplace. Mor- yeah,
1: exactly.
0: Yep. Okay, so now let's get into last question. What is the future for Trusted Rico? I know you mentioned getting your real estate license. So dope. But like in your head, what does your next five years look like? Personally, in business, just overall, what does your next five years look like?
1: Um, okay. What I really gotta plan for the next five years is the correct growth. And I think the reason I want to say the correct growth is because I'm learning, like you said, my time, my energy is becoming thin and I want to make sure with me wanting to start a family, being with my wife more and being in New York, more being present with her, I really got to focus on being a CEO. And I think that's really like my main thing right now, because I'm the guy that can work. I work every day, Monday through Sunday and nobody got to be there. I work this whole story by myself, you know, but that's not how you grow the business. And that's not how you get to 30 stores. So I'm learning how to be the CEO. I'm learning how to honestly, I got to make more money so I can pay my managers more money. And I can then I can pay my employees more money because that's how you keep employees by paying them. You know what I'm saying? So I'm learning those different things. And I'm also just learning just simple things like the, the key to like really getting funding for your company. Like me, myself, I've been running this 100 percent. No owners, I mean, no, excuse me, no partners, no loans. And I got like a $500 credit card. It's not like I went crazy with a credit card or anything. So I'm learning now that if I want to grow to 50 stores, it's going to have to be some type of funding or line of credit or credit card. Not because I'm borrowing money from people like I need it. It's just because that's how you streamline a business. You get an Amex card. You let the, the manager go on Amazon and buy everything he needs. I get the Amex payment at the end of the month. I pay it in full. You know, I'm learning that's just the way it goes. But I didn't know that before. Because I think, honestly, and this comes from my mind, I'm just so afraid of money. And people be appalled when I say that. But I be telling them, like, I'm afraid to have somebody else money and then owe them money. And then now they looking for their money. Like, that That just whole concept to me scares me because I don't want nobody pulling up. Like, hey, bro, I know I said you can keep that 50000 And it's the bank, so they won't do this. But I know, you know, they could be like, nah, you ain't pay it, so we gonna take your house or you know that's why yeah. when i bought my first piece of real estate i didn't even get a mortgage like everybody was like bro you tripping like you definitely gotta get a mortgage and i know now being a real estate agent i could have used that cash so many different ways but in that moment i was like no i'm buying this house cash like yeah. how much i want for this if i can't buy cash i don't need it and you know what i'm learning now is buying that piece of real estate cash uh really went up in value really gonna allow me to be able to pull the equity out of it so you know it, was, it worked out for me in the interim honestly in the beginning it did but I know now, just business-wise, I really, really, really should have took the mortgage. I really, really, really should have took some funding. I may have benefited from—I may have had 30 stores now if I had a partner. But I'm learning in the path the God has put me on in life, it just didn't happen like that. And like you said, for the next five years, maybe those things will happen. Right, right. You know? Right. Yeah. So
0: you being more intentional now about your moves or how you do things, I mean, it's it's going to benefit you in the next five years without a doubt. Even like you said, as far as, you know, when you decide to have children or when you sure. ever it's all about being intentional in business and in life, period, like with all of your decisions. I mean, you're going to make mistakes regardless. But it's important to think of what you're going to get from this, from from making this move. What am I going to receive from this? You know what I'm saying? Whether that be positive or negative. Right. But right. I think you are doing an amazing job. I, you already know you're one of my favorite people in this world and know it. So you're just know that you're blessing people just with what you're saying, with your words and in your market as far as the shoes and stuff. And you're respected for that. You gonna have people, cause I, I I I'm in the Discord group, by the way.
1: Okay, I you should. see. Okay, thank you. I'm glad you're in the Discord group. That's good though, cause you see what. You- you see what I go through. You, you, see the every, you see what I deal with. That's good, though. No, I, I want that. I'm, I'm going to touch on that for one second. The Discord group was probably one of the most important things to me because that just showed me that I really can't make everybody happy. And I needed to learn that because I spent so much of my life trying to please every person I ever met. And now I'm learning, like, nah, I can't make you happy. And I think the only reason you're not happy is because you can't make no money off me. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not even mad at me like I slapped your daughter. You mad at me because, like you're not yeah. receiving
0: anything <laughs> from me so you're mad
1: exactly like i'm oh you mad because you can't make an extra thousand dollars nah bro that's not the way it go i need to make the extra thousand dollars so i can pay my manager so i go kill till my wife you know what i'm saying like right. yeah right. it's just a system to it and i think sometimes the discord i think that's why they kind of created discord because it's another place you can make a create you could create a community yeah. and i reach and i reach out to people in that community and they and they rock rock with trusted love trusted and they still voice their opinion like no f trusted open it back up I hate to supposed to open it back up. I'm
0: like that really this is world, like holding you accountable. I yep, think that's exactly. what that's what it is. Yeah. But that's you can't truth. make everybody happy. I'm proud of you. Just know that just to finish it out. I am going to make sure I link all of Rico's socials and stuff. Um, with this episode, and of course with the post and stuff, y'all. Follow him. You, I promise. I promise. Promise. We'll a way to maybe something. get
1: that stuff um in a book or something because I, I don't want it to all disappear. It's all in my archives, but I don't want it to all disappear. So that's what I'm doing on my Random Raven that people love. Um I am at Trusted Kicks Houston. I am at Trusted Kicks Dallas. I am at Trusted Kicks underscore MKE. Those are all the store locations I have right now. Um I'm on TikTok, Trusted Rico, I'm on YouTube, Trusted Kicks. I'm around, honestly. I'm gonna be honest with you right now. You doing this podcast and doing it with you, I really need to do some form of content because this was just so freeing and talking to you was just like having a conversation. And I know people can learn from it, and that's what I'm all about. Like,
0: yeah, but no, you have to salary. do a podcast. You got to do a yeah. podcast without a doubt. And I'm without saying, a doubt I, though, like, like literally without a doubt. Post, that's what I'd be thinking. Like, if yeah. this man was saying this like saying that is the me-
1: that is the thing though honestly that is the thing i am afraid that's the truth i tell people i am and they can't believe it i am afraid of hearing myself speak like every video i ever recorded even this podcast i will not listen to it because it's a cringe moment when i hear myself speak that's why i think i do real good with the writing because i can edit it i can go back and make sure i'm getting my point across sometimes i listen to this podcast and be like man why the hell I ain't tell her about this, 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 and that? Yeah, that, or everybody? yeah, no, no, no. Yeah.
0: yeah, I second guess myself a lot of times, too. Yeah. Um, Because I'll go back and listen to this and it and I will be second guessing myself. And or like, why are you talking like that? Or why did you mess up on that word? So, no, I feel you completely. But also understand, that's why I made the platform the way I did. I want it to be comfortable. I want mm-hmm. me and you to be able to feel like we're just having a conversation on the phone with each other. You know what no, I'm saying? Right. Then I want other people to listen because that's why I started this Luther. All day, every day, I talk to my family, my friends on the phone. It's a constant conversation and guess what? So many gems be coming from them conversations. No, you're right, you right, you right. So I'm like, "Dang, like, you know, I sat back and I thought about it. I'm like, yeah, you hate to hear yourself talk. I'm like, but sometimes people need to hear this and they need to learn things from not only you, but your friends as well. And that's where y'all come in." Thank you so much for doing this because I know you're busy and you have so much going on. But I'm just appreciative from the bottom of my heart. Just know that, okay?
1: Listen, Aisha, you know I love you. I would do this every day for the next 10 days if you needed me to. <laughs> anything you need from me. And when I'm ready sitting down, I'm gonna have you gonna have my full attention anytime. So if you need anything else, let me know. And once again, I'm learning. I need moments like this, like I'm on a podcast with Naisha Mayfield, you know, like I have loved you since 2006. You know what I'm saying? So to to even know that you killing it in life, beautiful mom, got the podcast going and you, Naisha and friends. And I'm one of the people that you bring on. I definitely want to say, I appreciate you. Honestly.
0: And you know, I appreciate you too. It's all love always, always. And you better hit me up. We need to do something for homecoming. If we have like a little set somewhere, or like man, we're a, we're like, I'm learning, space. yeah. we need to have a party.
1: That's what I said. We need to have a reunion. I said a reunion.
0: Yes, we yeah, have we need to. a reunion.
1: We need a reunion. We have sure. to.
0: Like, we have to. We got to find an event space somewhere that's gonna hold people. Got money to get an event space. Bring no, your own do. whatever. And let's like party for yeah, home. And to be fair
1: to Nashville, Nashville got a lot of event spaces. Nah, Nashville different. No, nah, Nash- Nashville. Luther. Nashville. They bougie out there now. No,
0: nah, Nashville has man. You a. Hey,
1: I can't wait, though, because that's my home. I've lived there for seven years. I love the TSU, the Tennessee State. That was definitely what molded me into the person I am now. I love the relationships i built out there. I love yeah. all seeing all you guys. And that's why I think also about the HBCU life is like we have a reunion every year called Homecoming, you know. So we have a time, a specific moment where we should all link up. We no matter to, what, no matter we what, we just to, gotta make it gotta,
0: happen. We, hey, put that in motion. Like, nah, you know, you won't be Definitely. the person to make the post, but I, I'm, I'm learning that.
1: Yeah, I'm learning. I'm the organizer for sure. You gotta
0: organize it, my guy. Yeah, but it ain't no, gonna be hard like, to set Put it in motion. Like, let's get together because I feel like that's gonna make my whole life. I ain't gonna, I need it. I need that.
1: And I think just the fellowship, like, we didn't done so much stuff, and came so far. Like, we can really look at each other and be like, I remember we was eating Spaghettios. Oh. like, well, I remember we ordered pizza from Little Caesars. You know, like, we, we've yes. been there. We've been there now. It's, it's different. And everybody's parents and married, so many different things that we could talk Man. about and bring up and businesses catch up on.
0: Businesses and just looking thing. different, being businesses. different. Like, we've all evolved so much. It's dope. I love it. All right, But now, nice. I love you. And love you more. continue to work hard and do your thing so you don't have to work hard eventually. You hear me?
1: You know that's the plan. Work hard now, so I don't got to do it later.
0: Period. Love you. Have a good day, okay?
1: Love you. Talk to you soon.
0: Okay.